Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. Round 10 is over and we're moving towards round 11 now, getting ever closer to State of Origin. Uh, round 10, Magic Round Josh, how did you how'd you find it? A um, couple of good games, some, some big upsets with the Dolphins uh, helping Wayne Bennett get to his 900th uh, milestone, which is uh, good to see. But um, yeah, fantasy-wise, how's your team looking? Yeah, well, you forget to mention the most important point, mate. The Cowboys are back. They've... Um... <laughs> What twenty did they won over the Roosters? Good showing. Finally, uh, yeah, finally looked all right, which was good to see. And um, yeah, fantasy wise, mate, it was a bit of a weird old week. I was probably one of many who captain Hines, so anyone who was a Cleary captain got a jump on me last week. Um, but yeah, it's kind of annoying because otherwise, I had a pretty good week. So you know, if position switched and Hines was the one who got a 90 and Cleary was the one who uh, had a shocker. Probably moves me into the top 100, but the opposite happened and it's moved me back closer to about 1,000. So that's the way it goes, fantasy football, eh? Yeah, I mean, you're still you're still up there. I mean, being in the top 1,000, it seems like like you got a, what, an 870-odd score? Um that's like compared to the average, I think the average was around the 900 mark. So if you've got a 900, you're definitely moving up and anything less, you're probably dropping back. But the fact that you only dropped back well, a couple hundred places was pretty crazy considering I got basically the same score as you and I dropped back nearly 2000 places. So <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it must be, uh, must be not as tight at the top as it seems. But yeah, I'm definitely in amongst the... In amongst most of the the fan base, I think at the moment around the 10k mark, it's a bit uh, what, what would you call it? Struggle Street back here, basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's all right, mate. We'll make up this ground over the buys and um, storm into the run home. I'd say. Yeah, that's it. And I've definitely been saving my trades coming into the buys. I think if you if you had to choose again this week, is Heinz going to be your captain though? Yeah, he is. I'm going to back him in. I think he's averaging. You know, five points more than than Cleary, I think, still at the moment. Um, I know. Yeah, yeah, pretty like four pretty four points. So, um, yeah, it was annoying because I think the process was right with everything I did last week. You know, he was I think close to ten to fifteen points more than him last week, and then you know he thought Dolphins decent matchup, Magic Round. He wants to probably cement this six spot for New South Wales, um, but. You know, not to be, mate. So back to me again this weekend. Uh, hope for the best. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see how we how we do this week. Um, plenty of questions coming in, which is good. Uh, so we'll definitely get to our fan questions at the end of the episode as well. Uh, but let's first go through the team list for round 11. As I've mentioned in previous episodes, we won't go through all the team lists. We'll just talk about some of the major changes. And this week, there's actually not a ton of changes, really. Some very minor ones. Um, so we'll start with the Dogs and the Warriors. So Josh had a car returns after only missing five weeks from the high ankle sprain. So he he had a, what's it called, a tightrope surgery um, in his in his ankle or halfway up his leg. Um, and yeah, I can't believe he's come back so early. That's generally a two-month-plus um, return time from him. But good to see him back right before Origin, see him, you know, contend for a wing spot. And in the same game... Uh, Jackson Ford is also ruled out with a concussion, so he won't be playing this week. And he also has the bye in round 12, so he won't be back to round 13, unfortunately, for Jackson Ford. Uh, for the... Well, actually, just touching on that, what are your thoughts on Ford before we move to the next team? I think he's a hold, mate. We just... Round 13 is going to be a tricky one, as we've kind of discussed over the last couple of episodes. He's been pretty solid, you know. Uh, 32 with that sting bin. Uh, and what he only played 50-odd minutes. So it's not actually like a pretty decent showing from him. He's looked likely to go over and cross the line at, at various points when he's played. I think he's like looked solid enough. And yeah, my round 13 team definitely needs him. So I think I'll be holding. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. I think the only, I, I guess the only thing is like missing two rounds and he's kind of, well, I don't think he's, like topped out in price. I think there's still chances that he goes um goes up another, you know, 20, 30k still. Just because he's he's averaged around 40, but he's definitely hit scores, you know, closer to 50, even 60 um on a good week. So, I think he's still got cash to make if you're using him as a cash cow. And yeah, two weeks out, the only thing I could see as a sell is if you're really struggling 
this week to fill a squad with, you know, your Dolphins players out? Because a lot of people have your Katoas, you know, your Hammers, Lemuelu, those kind of players. So if you're really, really struggling to fill to 17, he looks like the obvious choice to sell because there's not, you know, there's not a ton more cash you can make from him. And there's a couple of players, like even a Tohu Harris this week, that's kind of bottomed out in price and he's looking like a prime buy as well. Yeah, I definitely don't mind that chat. Yeah, it's a bit of a tricky one with all these Dolphins folks out this week. I had to trade uh, Sean Bloor this week to try and just get enough players. So there's every yeah. chance that I might have to go to Jackson Ford and get him out. Um, he might be the unlucky one to, to make way. Yeah, it's one of those tricky situations. It's kind of team dependent, I think, for Ford. Uh, anyway, moving on to the Raiders taking on the Eels as well this weekend. Hopawati moves on to the wing with Xavier Savage moving back to 18th man, so out of the squad at the moment. Uh, and Jake Arthur comes in at the halves um, spot of Mitch Moses while he's out with his uh, concussion, so he had a Category 1 as well. So he won't be back till round 12. Uh, and yet again, Hopgood is named at number 13 with Matto on the bench. Uh, so interesting times still uh, at Parramatta with their forward pack. Uh, any thoughts on this game? Yeah, I've seen a few questions just in our DMs about Jacob Arthur, I think. Or Jake Arthur? Jacob? I don't know what he goes by. but I, Either or. I don't know, mate. He's, I think he's only got this spot really for a week. I wouldn't be really looking at him. Um, for anyone who's kind of interested, I guess it's like tempting. He's cheap. He's in a solid enough team, but probably not for me. And... Um, yeah, mate, just, again, Hopgood, thanks for telling me to sell him. He's been unreal. Um, and one I'm probably going to have to pay for in uh, in round 13, I think. Yeah, it's it's kind of a, an interesting one because I sold him when he was about this price. So I think he just ticked over 700K, and that's the first week he got <laughs> named on the bench, and I sold him. So I'm kind of looking at him again to pick him up. And, yes, it's wasting two trades, but he... He's looking pretty good, but I don't want to jump on him just so soon. Like, I'm I'm really cautious because he is in good form, could get picked as like a, you know, he's an outside pick for Queensland, or at least to make the squad. I think he's going to be in around the squad somewhere, um, at least training with the with the team. And then there's also Maddo that look is looking more likely than Hopgood as well. So it's kind of hard to choose between the two um, because Maddo in New South Wales team, you know, they've got a lot of injuries around their forward pack. So it's a good chance that he gets picked somewhere in the team as well. So this Eels pack, there's points there for the, for the buy rounds, but it's hard to choose between, between them at the moment. But Hopgood looks the, the more likely to stay with the Parramatta team. Yeah, I think that's a good point, mate. I'm going to be definitely waiting until probably like literally round 13, those trades, if I do pull the trigger on it, because if any of these Parramatta players are in your uh, team over this buy period, they're going to play uh, next to no games because <laughs> just the way the buys work, they they just kind of get get screwed over with it because uh, they don't play that round fourteen buy. There's you know short turnarounds with Origin and things like that, so I think you're going to be yeah, really struggling with uh, with these guys. They've also got the buy round eighteen. So that if you have origin players that are in your Eels team, they're going to miss round 13, round 14, round 16, round 18. Like that's a lot of weeks um, to be holding on to blokes if they're only going to play it probably like two in like, yeah, two or so months. So definitely wait on Mato and, and Hopgood just in case, I think. Yeah. I mean, if you've got them, you're holding them anyway. But if you're looking at them as a buy, yeah, definitely. Because they miss, oh, even to add to that round 19, which is the last game as well. So there's a lot of, um, yeah, there's a lot of games there they're going to miss. So just wait on them. Yes, they might be more expensive at, by round 13, but you save, you, you've got to have a cautious approach approach because you save a trade and you save a spot in your team as well by not picking them up straight away. To summarize, they'll play two games between round 13 and 19. Very rough. Very, very, very rough. rough. <laughs> right, I'm moving on to the last game with some changes. The Knights seeing the Titans. Uh, Kurt Mann is out at the moment with an abdominal injury, which sees Crossland still named at hooker. And uh, Adam Elliott as well joins the bench for the, for the Knights team. So interesting to see what his role is coming back into this team, especially with Kurt Mann out. 
Um, what are your thoughts there? So everyone was kind of talking about Crossland as a bit of a sell last week. And now that he's kind of kept that spot, he's, I, I think you could probably hold him for another week at this point. Definitely hold for another week. Chance he wins this nine spot kind of full time. I'm curious to see if, I think Kurt Mann's going to get it back eventually or, or take over it eventually. Um, and then maybe they'll start playing Adam Elliott in 13 or something like that. Maybe that's their kind of like long-term best team. Uh, but yeah, for the moment, man, I'd be hanging on to him. He is no, oh, there's Gamble, I guess, here on the bench, but he should get decent minutes here at the nine. He's been getting like, you know, 40s when he's been, been playing there. So yeah, back him in, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. For those that didn't sell him last week, yeah, congratulations. You got him for another week and hopefully another couple of, you know, well, not a couple of price rises, but at least but at least another one this week with only a break even of, I think, 28 at the moment. So, yeah, should make a bit more cash for sure. Uh, right, I'm moving on to buy, hold, sells, Josh. Um, pretty difficult week, I've got to say. There's not really a ton of players that are buys or sells, a lot of holds, really. And it's it's looking like one of those rounds where we just kind of stick with the team we've got and save some trades for the buy rounds at the moment. But what are your thoughts around buys this week, if any? I think that's very disrespectful for potentially the buyer of the year and in, uh, in Billy Smith this week, mate, who's uh, <laughs> my boy, Billy Smith. I'm a, yeah, I guess long fans of the show. I'm a Billy Smith cruiser. Had him for way too many rounds last year as well before he did his ACL when he was getting like, you know, 15s and 20s, kept believing, kept believing. But, uh, yeah, mate, 62 in uh, in the wet. Pretty nice score from him. He's got a negative break even. I think there's, like, decent job security with him. Momorowski, if you haven't seen NRL Physios post, he's out for, I think he said eight weeks, with maybe the collarbone or something like that. But he's out for a while, Momorowski. They're playing Corey Allen on the wing. I'd imagine if uh, you know they do end up moving Manu back into the centers, that Billy Smith will probably take that spot on the wing from Corey Allen, or they'll move Swaliti back there. So I think he's got decent job security, and yeah, he's got this nice score and he's rolling average now as well. So I quite like him, man. He's straight into my team, I think, this week. Wow, that's uh, that's some big optimism on your part. <laughs> I am very, very cautious over Billy Smith. Like you said, I did the exact same thing last year, and I picked him up as a bit of a, a cashy, and I got burnt pretty hard. And the fact that he's only played, you know, twelve or thirteen games over the last four years should tell you something about Billy Smith. Um, Robo wants should him in this team. Yeah, he, he gives if he played more, he'd be a household name. Yeah, <laughs> Robo gives him every chance in this team. Like every time he's fit, he puts him in but he just hasn't been able to hold that spot. Way too many injuries. He's really struggling on that front. So I'm not sure. I'm just not sure I want to risk it. It's just another trade, another cheap player that you're bringing in to, to risk losing again in a week or two's time. It's, it's, a, it's a tough one because he's at a good price and he played really well. But yeah, I think I would be a lot more cautious than you are looking around, <laughs> Billy. Yeah, well, you're not a truth, are you, mate? So sometimes you just got to pick with your heart. This is just a hard pick for me. Billy Smith, but I think it's worth drawing in a caveat as well that we probably do actually have the buy of the week or buy of the year. Um, that'll probably come in for us next week in um, Val Meninga, as he's been coined. <laughs> Fare, um, doing Harker's a magic round and busting through tackles. He was unreal. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, great stat line, great rig. I think. People don't talk about the girth of the man. I think that's an underrated uh, factor that doesn't really get picked up in the statistics, but some rig, I won't go as far to say like a George Rose, you know, like in his prime, but I think as far as girth goes in the NRL, he's got to be in the conversation for one of the top roles. He's, um, yeah, mate, I think he'll have a negative break even next week and... I think he's going to be pretty much a must-have plus to play that round 13 by. So if you do need a center and you don't want to go Billy Smith, you've probably got a really good option to, to far A next week. 
Yeah, I just to just to put a caveat on that again. You're not picking him up this week, though, right? Nah, if you can look, obviously, ideally, you'd you'd wait a week. But if you're in like, I think it's kind of a team dependent decision. If you're in like a situation where you didn't have many dolphins and you could afford to, and you needed to like patch down someone so you can upgrade elsewhere or something like that, so like a really kind of narrow, I guess, exception. But yeah, there's a chance he doesn't make this team when he um, returns from the buy in round 12. So better off playing it safe and just waiting to get that confirmation next week. Yeah, I think definitely play the cautious cautious approach just because he is a rookie coming into the team. And the fact that Branko Lee only had a minor hamstring injury and that's why he was ruled out means that he's still every chance to come back into this team. And Wayne Bennett preferred Lee at the start of the season, even after seeing, you know, Tavare tear up teams in the, in the trials as well. So I'd Definitely be cautious, and I wouldn't be picking him up. He's already been picked up by just under 4% of teams already this round, and he's not even playing. So definitely play the cautious approach and wouldn't touch him this week because you could be wasting a trade and he could just be sitting on your emergencies um, as well. Although, to be said, you and Aitken, I think, did have an injury as well over the weekend. So he has a bit of a cloud over him as well. But, yeah. Yeah, maybe still... me as well, actually. Yeah. Um. Look, they can't drop him, surely. But an NRL physio said, you know, if, if NRL physio says the right to bring him in to, to break all rules, then I kind of back that. But, yeah, the, the cautious thing is to, is to wait a week for sure. Yeah, especially if you need to get a full 17 this week. I mean, how many more Dolphins can you pick up even during their buy round? It's, uh, it's a bit risky. <laughs> is risky, but, yeah. Uh... And that's the main thing. Like, there's no, there's no rush to get him in. He doesn't play this week. He's not going to make yeah. any more cash or anything like that. So, yeah, exactly. But if he's named next week, by God, he'll be over what twenty, thirty percent owned. Surely, 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 everyone brings him in. He was. So I think good. so. And <clears throat> pardon me. I think he's number one priority in drafts. At least that's how I've viewed him. I've tried to pick him up everywhere I can. He's just could be massive and a massive kind of point of difference for the run home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, righto. Oh, actually, I didn't even talk about my uh, buys. I actually have Tohu Harris as a as a bit of a buyer this week. The fact that you know he um he's back to playing eighty at lock is pretty interesting. Um, and the fact, yeah, he's just he scored sixty four in in eighty minutes. So like he's back to getting those big minute high tackle roles in the middle, even running the ball as well. Like he made another hundred and fifty meters as well against the Panthers. Even though they went down, they looked very good doing it, the Warriors. So I think um, Tohu Harris, yeah, he's back on the verge of being a, a must-have for this buy round um, as well. The, the only issue is they do have um, sorry, they do have the buy round in round 12. So you can wait a week. His break-even is 52 this week. So even if he beats that, which I expect him to if he plays 80, especially with Jackson Ford out, um, yeah, he won't increase in price by that much unless he gets like a, you know, 90-plus score. So I think you should, you're pretty safe in just waiting a week on – or waiting two weeks on Harris then pick him up in round 13, but definitely keep him on the radar as a good uh, origin buy period um, purchase pretty much. What are your thoughts definitely. on him? Yeah, he's still yeah. getting these big minutes. He's just one of the, yeah, weapons in, in Supercoach. You're going to want to have him at one point. Hopefully he stays fit. That's kind of like my bank's turning – yeah, he hasn't been able to keep these kind of like 80-minute consistent performances um, as well as he has in the past. Like he's had a few kind of yeah, needles and stuff this year. Yeah. So Knee injuries, they keep coming back for him. It's the it's the big thing for him, just trying to manage. Yeah, which you think, hmm, maybe you could play Josh Curran for 20 minutes and keep Tohu fresh, but I'm the NRL coach. Um, but, yeah, definitely want to, to have a look at and – Hopefully, want to bring in for thirteen. I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, holds. Uh, there's plenty of them this week, but who are your main ones? Yeah, mate. I think we've kind of talked about Jackson Ford. He's probably the one that's the biggest on my radar. Yeah, holds are kind of tricky, mate. Honestly, just everyone. <laughs> um, there's not many kind of massive selves at the moment. Some people I'm seeing just in the kind of the stats of people that are getting sold, like Mitch Moses, Hammer, 
Katoa, any of these kind of Dolphins players are definitely be holding because they play that round 13 by. So unless you're kind of got like five of them or like heaps of injuries and you can't field a team this week, I'd be trying to, to hold them like, I think there's a good chance that I'm going to play all the Wahapu this week just because um, I need that extra number. And I think a lot of teams are going to be doing that this week, playing guys that normally wouldn't be in their 17, but just, just for the numbers this week, get them in just with the Dolphins and all their buys. So um, what about yourself, mate? Any, any holds you want to highlight? Yeah, look, Cam Murray is probably the biggest one, only playing, you know, 50-odd minutes on the weekend and scoring 29. I think a lot of people will be quick to jump off him, but if you purchased him from the start like I did and he cost you over 900 k I'd probably be holding considering you've just taken a 150k haircut on him. I just don't see the worth in getting rid of him at this point. I understand Origin's coming up and he'll be, you know, limited throughout that period, but if you've got him, he's a he's a keeper for the season, you've you've got him. So I would definitely be holding on to him because at 70 750k, you're not going to get another player of his pedigree. Um you know, at the moment, there's not really any mids because they all play Origin, the the players that are of that pedigree. So you're really not aiming for anyone else at this point in time. What are your thoughts on Murray? Oh, that's interesting. My thoughts were probably sell, honestly. Um, that's the way I was leaning. You do make some convincing points. He's probably going to go down another like 35, 40-ish K this week. He hasn't looked his best. I'm not sure if he's going to rise back up to that 900 mark that we got him for. Like He just hasn't been um, age destructive best. He's usually good for a couple of attacking stats and bits and pieces, but Cody and Latrell have been snapping those up even when they've been rolling over teams. He hasn't been really getting them. I think he just plays reduced minutes over this origin period as well. He could drop down closer to the, you know, 600s so i'm just really cautious on it mate and i think the team like i'm just gonna be struggling for numbers over these buy periods if i can get him down to you know someone who plays a couple of these buys as well it's more kind of just i need some more numbers for the buys plus the plus the cost of him so one i'll definitely kind of tinker with the next couple of days you do raise some good points with the 150k haircut but, uh, yeah, not too sure at this stage. Yeah. You only realize that that 150K haircut when you sell him, to be honest. So if you <laughs> hold on to him, you're not going to lose that that cash pretty much. But I would be like, honestly, yeah, going into Origin, it is a scary period because he's not going to be um, playing his regular role. Like he'll have reduced minutes when he does come into the Bunnies team, probably playing off the bench or not even playing at all. But, um, yeah, I still think he's worth a hold over that period. And if you don't have him yet, he is one to definitely keep an eye on because his price is going to come down to probably into the mid-600K, high-600K mark. So you could look to pick him up coming out of Origin um, at a very big discount for a, for a pretty much proven gun in the middle. So, yeah, definitely keep an eye on him. Yeah, I guess it's worth pointing out as well. Like, he should play a decent amount of these games over the over the origin period. So he should play 14, 15, 17, and 18. And then he misses 16 anyway because the Bunnies have a buy, and then he'll miss 13 and 19. I guess he misses 20 as well because the Bunnies have a buy then. <sighs> yeah, it's a tricky one. I'm not too sure. Yeah, difficult. But, um, yeah, keep an eye on him if you don't have him. He's only in 20% of teams anyway. So if you don't have him at the moment, definitely want to keep an eye on for sure. Um, and plenty of other holds around, like you've already spoken about Mitch Moses and the Hammer. You know, those guys are, are pretty pretty safe in their teams and in their role. I don't see either of them playing Origin. The Hammer's are like an outside chance, but I think Queensland have a pretty short up team along their back line. So I don't really see the Hammer coming in at all. What are your thoughts? Don't think so, mate. They've got a lot of options. Coates, Cobbo, Kalongi. Etc. Like there's there's just so many. Yeah. And then like Gagai. Val and Gagai. <laughs> um, they pretty much have that center, those two center positions covered. You think? So yeah, I don't think he he breaks in, but he's been unreal. So 
chance, I guess, he comes in as like an 18th man or something on the bench potentially, but actually, no, he would be on the bench, but potentially like an 18th man, I guess. But then they've probably got Reese Walsh ahead of him as well. Um, so, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, fair. Right, oh, what about your big sells? You already talked about Cam Murray as a potential sell for yourself, but um, this round, yeah, I'm really struggling to find a, a must-sell type player. All of them are pretty much in the hold category for me. That's, yeah, that's what I was going to Cam Murray was like the one that was probably, well, that's what I was going to say for the sell, mate. Uh, he's the main one for me. What about Tyrell Sloan, mate? What would you be doing if you were a Tyrell Sloan owner? Great point. Um, with the Dragons form, I'm probably selling him this week if I had him. He's actually one that I didn't think of. But, yeah, he's uh, what his break even's 44, it looks like. Um, yeah. Oh, 45. Yeah, I don't see him getting huge scores going forward. I think now that the Dragons are in the pits and the spotlight's on them, I don't see Sloan you know, climbing from that, unfortunately. And that play just before halftime, can we speak about that for a second? Did you see, did you see what happened? What was this? I might've missed this. So, so they, what happened? It was like an attacking kick and he tried to, he, he basically caught the ball, moved really slowly. Time had already gone up. Um, oh, time yeah, had already gone off, And the Tigers line was like closing in. <laughs> he was running out of his own in goal, trying to jank players, trying to find a, a hole. And then he runs to the sideline five meters out from his own in goal and tries to dribble it past the winger to get through. Like what happens if that ball stays in play, the Tigers pick it up and score a try. He is honestly like, I couldn't think of a, a, a dumber play that he could have made in that scenario. It was, uh, yeah. Watching that was, uh, very awkward indeed. Yeah, I couldn't believe that as I was watching. I was like, what is going on in the brain department here? Because, uh, yeah, that was a strange one, especially because he was like 10 meters out when he did it. Yeah. It was like only one thing that was going to happen, and it wasn't good. So, <laughs> Yeah, and then in the final play, has a has a three-on-one. All he needs to do is just pass it to his right shoulder, and he throws a cutout ball to Moses Sawley that the, that the Tigers are able to cover up. As well, he pays, plays through the hands there, and they have a three on one, and they score in the corner. It's uh, yeah, little things like that for Sloan. That I think it's just gonna honestly for for younger players, it takes time to build up that kind of skill. But when you're coming into NRL level, they're the things you've got to execute to be at NRL level long term. Unfortunately for him, yeah, that made me so sad watching that play. Just like Ben Hunt, oh yeah, <laughs> kind of like pull something out of nothing and like. <laughs> yeah, basically all I had to do is like use the numbers and oh and then Ravalawa like died out by about a meter, you're just like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, it's Sully should have gone to JDB. As well. Should have gone to JDB, yeah. yeah. Which He was the only player running through, which is crazy, JDB. <laughs> the try he got for the Sullivan try where he just like basically passed him and then Sullivan like stepped everyone and yeah, to be honest, like did he bullshit. actually deserve the try assist, though, for that try? Absolutely not. <laughs> he threw it to him. Sullivan. Sullivan <laughs> took like a, a... He stopped, did a little bit of a goose step and ran straight through. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Free five points. I'll take it. Bang. Yeah. yeah. And what would you be doing if you haven't got on the JDB train? Would you be jumping oh, on? It's so hard because he's named in the front row again this week. And I... I, I found it crazy that he nearly played 80 in the front row, but I think it's because Bird only played, what, 55 minutes? So JDB actually moved into the middle for a little bit. Yeah. I'm, I'd still be cautious of him, even though he has scored some big scores, like two weeks back-to-back 70s. I, I don't see him playing huge minutes like that long-term, right? Like, surely Bird goes back to playing 80 at lock and then JDB gets a spell off the bench instead of Bird every now and then. Like, they'll probably rotate. You know, Jack Bird will play 80 one week and then DeBellin will play 80 the next. But I don't see him being an 80-minute player long-term unless he plays at lock. I think you're probably better off going Tohu Harris because he's, you know, 70K cheaper. But, uh, yeah, it's a difficult one. I don't know. What are, you, what are your thoughts about it? Yeah, it's hard, mate, because he can... Like, he still might, you know, go up another... 100k potentially like the way he's going uh and i know you put up those stats 
about him playing at front row versus playing at lock. I don't know, man. This Dragons team is just pretty average. Like he, I think he's just going to keep getting minutes here because he's one of their like reliable defenders in the middle there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there's no one like really knocking on the door to take minutes away from him. I don't think Jack Bird's going to be playing eighty at lock. I think there might be a chance for him to play closer to like a like a sixty-five ish versus what he played like fifty or on the weekend, but. Um, yeah, I don't know, mate. I think I'd still definitely be looking into him if if I hadn't got him. I think he's yeah, just been pumping out seventies for fun. And honestly, as I was saying here the other week, just like a little bit of a cheat code in fantasy, just like makes tackles deluxe. Yeah, he's um, I think with the prop roll as well, he's running through the line. He's not doing those kind of run up the line passes as much as well. So he's getting all those extra run meters too. So, yeah, pretty handy, mate. Yeah, and I can see the argument for him as well. He's got pretty good buy coverage, buy round coverage as well. He only has buys in 16 and 20, so he will be playing all the major buy rounds. But do you reckon it's a, honestly a, a, the the form that he's been in and the, the amount of tackles and meters he's been making through the middle, do you think he's an outside chance for the for the State of Origin team for New South Wales with all their forward pack injuries at the moment? No, I don't think so. I think his time's probably passed. I think when New South Wales is struggling is in the the edge to RF kind of position. I think they've got a decent amount of coverage in their, you know, props and, and locks with you know, Cam Murray, Jerbo. Well Jerbo's out for game one, remember, as well. Oh, he's been officially ruled oh you know that. Well he's injured. He's got his 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 injuries a four week injury from last week, so he probably won't be back until round fourteen. Oh shoot! I thought yeah. Um, I thought and so is RCG. Two. He's out as well. RCG as well. Still yeah. got like Paulo, Sam, like calling up one of the Nifees potentially. They've been out of form as well. Clemmer probably gets a shout. Yeah, Jesus. No, what are Yeah, yeah. You, you can't. Pick, it's so hard to pick him for Queensland. Yet we can't figure out who to pick for for New South Wales. So uh, yeah. The forward pack for Queensland is going to be a huge one for, for the first game, for sure. Definitely, mate. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, we did put our origin team, I guess, predicted team list up a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah, got a, got some interesting comments on that and some feed. I think we'll do it again after this round, for sure. With the rolling origin team. Yeah, because I think that... Yeah, they'll probably be selected because they come out on Sunday, Sunday next week, I think. So after the round that's been in round 12. So you'll know the team before moving into round 13. So I think we'll put our predicted team up after this weekend, gone just to well, our updated predictions. And yeah, we'll see. We'll see what it looks like then come, come Sunday after the next round. It'd be interesting. All right. Yeah, that sounds good. I don't know where we were at, but let's move on to draft <laughs> options. Um, you've already spoken about uh, Tavare and picking him up this week in draft because everyone's going to be aiming to get him in before he plays next week. Um, but who else are you eyeing off as a, an option in your draft team this week? Another one of the winger fullbacks I'm really looking into is Alex Johnson. I think if he's anywhere on your waivers, definitely try to pick him up because, yeah, he's... Hasn't scored that many tries for his standards this year, and the Bunnies have a pretty good run coming up. He'll play the round 13 by if your draft league does that, which I'm not sure why ours does, because I'm going to be playing like three people. But um, yeah, he's probably one I'm looking into as well. Adam Elliott, I think, is a pretty interesting stash now that he's back. He's, you know, seen last year where he can get around that 60 mark when he's, when he's fit and firing. And I don't know, they're playing Matt Croker there at lock this week. I think he eventually makes his way into the starting team. They're probably like the two that, and then Tabare as well, they're probably like the, the three or so that I'd be spending like a, a big wave of pick on this week if I had the opportunity to. Yeah, yeah, to get to get one of them in for sure. Um, another one that I had on my list is Jaden Sullivan. He actually looked really good for the Dragons. Yes, he's named on the bench again, but... I think given their form 
and the way things are going, he actually provides enough spark that I think he he's a must pick um, for them in the rounds coming up as well to to get a few wins because you don't see much attacking form coming from the rest of the players outside of what Ravalawa breaking plenty of tackles. So, um, oh, and Hunt doing all his work through the middle. So yeah, I think Sullivan's another one that breaks into this team at some point and got all the kicking as well while he was on the field. When Hunt was at um, at hooker, he was doing all the long kicking. So another one there that's going to get some decent base stats and one to bring in for draft. I think for classic at this point, while he's on the bench, it's one to be a bit cautious of, but for, for draft, yeah, definitely a stash. And once he hopefully gets that number seven spot, um, would be a good play. Yeah, I don't mind that chat, especially I guess a lot of people are pretty pretty tight on in the halves. I will say as well, we flagged this probably a couple episodes ago now, but Luke Metcalf as well for halves coverage could be really uh it's probably like a deeper league stash, but I think he got named to play New South Wales Cup this weekend, so potentially the next couple of weeks he could find his way back into the Warriors team who are playing who like Volkman this week as well. So Yeah. Jeez, wouldn't that be good? Another cheapy half. We, yeah. Yeah. We were eyeing him off at the start of the season, eh? He was looking like dynamic for the team until he got injured um before round one. But uh yeah. that one play in the, the preseason where he like burned three and made a nice line break through the middle. Yeah. Everyone was like, Oh yeah, get him in. Yeah, pretty much pre-season. at that point I think playing against like a second string team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it spiked by like fifteen percent after that one game, I reckon. Um, but anyway, it would be interesting to see if he comes in during the during the origin period as well. For sure. Uh, yeah. Any any other options you got there for draft? I think that pretty much covers it, mate. Uh, as far as yeah, kind of guys I'd be looking to to waiver for. There's a few guys you know that are kind of getting back into form. You're like Tupanuas, who I think are a decent staff. Oluwapu. Uh, Guys like that, who I think if you've got the chance to stash them and you're not yeah, completely messed over with, with buys and stuff, don't mind the look of them too. Yeah, yeah. If you've got an extra spot on the bench, why not? Take a punt and they could come back to their average, you know, 40, 50 plus for sure, especially with Tupanua. Yeah. Just needs to get that 80-minute roll because Nat Butch has taken it off him at the moment. Yeah. He's been playing, yeah, like through the, through the middle, it seems. But yeah, he's looked really good, I thought, so... Yeah, see how that develops. Righto then, let's move on to the fan questions. Again, if you want to send us through any questions to answer on the pod, please go to our Instagram page, at footybrainspod. Uh, we put a story up every week asking for questions. So, first one, Josh. Uh, is Murray and Ford for JDB and Horsburgh a good trade? Oh, yeah. I. Mm, that's tricky. I'd be pretty tempted to make that. Gives you two really solid players. Murray, you know, we probably have differing opinions. I'm happy to sell him if you can make a really nice upgrade like that, I think. If you're just selling him for the sake of selling him, maybe worth holding off because I think he will come back eventually to some kind of good form. Um, but yeah, mate, I don't mind that personally. But I know you're about to to grill it so so go ahead uh (laughs) look i'm i'm on the murray hold bandwagon so i won't talk too much about it i still think you could probably if you could do ford for one of those guys like ford for horsburgh i kind of like because he's still under 700k and probably a safer option than jdb um but yeah i mean if you're willing to go murray to jdb then then fair enough why not and just for I guess clarity, you think the big horse is still a still a get break even twenty three, fifty six points on the weekend. Ricky didn't give him as many minutes on the weekend. Um, yeah, what do you thought? dropped in minutes, but I think the mind he, games. Are. Yeah, <laughs> mind games already. Um, yeah, he's looking very good, mate. He made a thirty minute run, a uh, thirty minute run, thirty meter run through the middle, um, just holding players as he went. So yeah, yeah I that think was he unreal. Looks, uh, Looks pretty good. Definitely in form at the moment. Do I think he can hold that throughout the season? Probably not, but for the time being, looks the goods, making plenty of cash, and 
yeah, I could see, you know, over the, as long as he doesn't get picked for, for Queens, he's a Queenslander. I think it's Queensland. As long as he yeah, doesn't get picked as an outside forward, then yeah, definitely uh, one to, one to have over the buy period, the origin buy period. Yeah. You can't see it happening. Who are they going to pick him over? Like quarter? I don't know. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, everyone's playing out of their skin. So pretty hard. Have to be some injuries, I think, but. Yeah, for him to come in, for sure. He probably deserves it, to be fair. Oh, absolutely. In terms of form, if you're picking on form, he's definitely one of the informed forwards um, for Queensland. But, yeah, there's they've got so many good forwards. Like, how do you pick him over, like, Tino and, you know, the players that are have already been there, like your Josh Papali'i's and all that. Like, they're just so good and consistent. And Josh Papali'i, even though he might not be the most informed player for the Raiders, he performs at origin level. Like, you can't leave him out. So, yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on Tedesco as well, Josh? Coming into Origin, definitely come back in. Uh, come back in scores. Two rounds, he's got forties in a row. Yeah, I'm still probably not not looking at him at the moment. Just with Origin looming, yeah, he's been getting forties, and to be fair, his last three scores have been pretty solid. But yeah, I think he's still a little bit away from his best when you know he's getting those like 80s 90s and things like that so i don't think he's like really gonna hurt you if you don't have him if he's getting like 40s every week like campiero got a 40 buller got a 40 um <laughs> as well last week so i don't think he's he's hurting you that much if you don't have yeah him. yeah jerome buller dream buller far out he is killing it at the moment and he doesn't even look like he's doing that much work he's just consistently good which is good to see. Like he's not making too many defensive errors. Does provide a little bit of spark in attack. Yeah, I think if you don't have Bully yet, he's definitely a must get because he's making plenty of cash. Definitely. Yeah, I think a lot of people have jumped on him, but yeah, I'm crazy hyped for him as well. To be fair, best player since yeah. like Clive Churchill and all the rest is. <laughs> but he's been very good to be fair, and I think he's yeah. a pretty. I think he's. I don't know. Do you think he's like a locked and loaded starter on your team until otherwise proven? I don't know. Until otherwise disproven? Well, I think you probably, you have him on the bench most likely. Well, it depends who your, your winger fullbacks are. Most people are running with him or Khan Pereira at the moment. Um, I know I'm running, what, Miller, Buller and Turbo this week as my uh, winger fullbacks because I've had to move Manu into the centres to cover for Hammer. So... Um, yeah, I think he's a pretty, not safe, but he's a pretty good option if you have to pick a winger fullback. Like, I'd be picking, picking him over AKP every week at the moment. This week, I would actually be the opposite. Just because Khan Pereira is playing on Greg Marzu this week. And you think that would be tries deluxe for him. But, I reckon uh, Marzu will run over him. Every day. <laughs> oh, I think that'll probably happen as well, but can't imagine Greg Marjorie's going to like really mark up on him that well. I think he could be in for a couple this weekend too. Oh, in the pace department, yeah. Yeah. And he just can't defend Marjorie, so I think that <laughs> probably helps him out. Yeah, fair. Uh, who are your must-have forwards going into the origin round? That's a pretty good question. So you're thinking of players like your your Tarpany and your Tohu Harris. They're your most likely, but are there any other forwards around that, you know, won't get selected for origin and will be good over, you know, 13 to 19? Yeah, that's kind of hard. I think there's a few people that can kind of like fill the role. Like we've talked about Horsburgh, DeBellin. I've got like Josh King in there. Obviously, guys like Hosking, I think, is pretty close to a must-have with his E65, and a lot of people own him already. And then I think come 13, one of Madison and Hoplit are probably going to be a must-have just for that buy coverage with Parramatta, obviously playing the big three buy rounds. I think Sean Lane could be close to a must-have just to give you that extra numbering edge spot as well. Come 13, and uh, he's going to go down in price a little bit as well, a bit more, hopefully. So, really bottom out and probably be hitting those kind of like 50 scores like we know he can get. 
but I don't know, mate. I, I don't think there's that many like must-haves in the forwards at the moment. As long as you've got guys that are kind of in that same tier as Horsbra, your Josh Kings, it can be like any really one of them. They're all scoring around about the same. Yeah, I think definitely I've taken the time to write up a list for round 13, 16, and 19 of players that I currently have and how my team looks to fill all 13 spots on the field. I'm currently sitting at around filling, you know, 8 to 10 of the 13. So trying to make sure that you manage having enough players for 13 and 16 is probably the the biggest one. And then come round 19, most of the the, you know, the cheapies that are cash cows play round 19, like your Oluapus, your Buller, um, if you still have Alamotti and the Hammer and Katoa even, they all play that kind of round. So if you have those kind of cheapy players, they're kind of good for round 19. But for 13 and 16, you really need to think about what players you have at your disposal because those kinds of players won't be available for both of those rounds. So definitely have a look at your team and the buys and just see if you're filling most of those top 13 spots. And if you're not, um, make sure you get to at least 10 if you're aiming to um, fill out your team for the buy rounds because, yeah, I think most teams will want to be playing with at least 10 to go up in rank. Like if you're trying to play for top 1,000 or, you know, top 100 even, you've got to be playing with 12 to 13 players for each of the buy rounds for sure. Yeah, I think so as well. I think, yeah, obviously best case scenario, you're playing with 13 for all of them, which I think is doable honestly um yeah. if you've kind of thought it out enough and you've and you're making trades but i think yeah as you were saying teams you kind of are targeting living kind of i guess talking about it or talking around it the last couple of weeks but Parramatta they obviously played all three the cowboys play 13 and 16 the um the knights also play 13 and 16 yeah. and then Manly as well played 13 and 16. So those kind of um, four teams, probably ones you want to target. So Manly, if there's no Olakuatu, guys like that, probably really handy. The Knights, someone like uh, Adam Elliott, if he comes into form, could be really useful. Cowboys, Colin Hess had a really nice week. Lukey, we've talked about. Scotty yeah, Jenkins Cowboys are pretty good. Yeah. Cowboys are back. Um, so <laughs> I wouldn't commit too hard to Cowboys, honestly. Pick up everyone. I think Drinkwater and Lukey definitely. Um, even if you chuck in, oh, I was going to say Cotter, but most likely he gets selected, so probably not going near him. But like, you've got to be careful of loading up on too many Parramatta and Manly players because they play round thirteen, but then they both don't play round um, fourteen. So you'd be if you had say four players or two Parramatta players and two Manly players, you're already down to only seventeen playing in round 14 and you'll probably have some origin players out some players you know being rested whatnot so you've got to be a bit cautious not to not to overcommit as well for the buyers because you'll have to keep trading in and out throughout the whole well basically every round to just try to keep up so yeah try to plan it out a little bit and have a, a bit of an idea of the players you want to base your squad around but yeah forwards like we've already spoke about that you know are playing um yeah definitely uh definitely be aiming to have those as your your solid guys are you going to lean back on like that mate yeah good good shout with that round 14 by which i think is going to be underratedly tricky as well yeah back to 17 you got to field 17 after that so yeah it's a difficult one especially with i think there's three three teams have the buy that round it's Parramatta, manly and someone else but anyway yes yeah, definitely have a look at it was it titans the knights oh the knights oh yeah even rough more rough than yeah Question from Izzy. How many minutes do you think Tohu will play going forward? Look, it seems like they're going to keep giving him 80. Um, I think it was a bit of a weird game just with Jackson Ford going off as well. I think he was kind of forced into playing 80 a little bit. So I want to see what happens this week. Maybe it'll be close to that 65-ish. But I think you're going to be pretty happy with the minutes he's playing, even if he's playing 65 already. It's all good. Yeah, fair. Uh, question from Anna. Would you play Tommy Talao or trade out Ford or the Hammer to get center coverage? Jeez, that's a difficult one. Talao is definitely not a huge scorer. I was having a look at He got more missed tackles than tackles last week. Um, not sure how many times Wait, that's actually? happened. Yeah, he did. 
I'll have to look at him. Wait, no, tackles. 10 tackles, 3 missed tackles. Did I, did I mess that oh, up? Oh, he had two tackle busts. Two tackle busts. Oh, That's probably why. Well, would have been a better start if you didn't fact check me. But uh, well, go, go back to round two, though. He made five tackles and missed three, so it's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he hasn't been on real, has he? No. Um, look, I don't know what I'd be doing in that situation. Part of me would be just like, oh, yeah, just hold him, hope for the best. But he's been pretty average. But I just, yeah, trading out the hammer... Isn't a great solution either. I defer to you, mate. I'll sit on the fence. Yeah, I think I'm going to go hold and play him. I think you just bite the bullet for a round because you don't want to be making two trades or even one trade to just get a center, fix, Mr. Fix it for one round and then be stuck again. So, although you like the, the look of Billy Smith um, and I'm completely on the opposite side. So, there could Billy. be a player there that you could trade to. So, you never know. Yeah, get him in, Billy Smith. What are your thoughts on Nass as well? Uh, yeah, I don't know about Nass, mate. He, he's kind of, yeah, he's been obviously hitting great scores. I'm still probably a bit hesitant. I'd rather that some of the other guys like Horsburgh, DeBellin, Tohu, Hopgood, I think they're all like above consideration versus Nass for me. Yeah. I think his lowest score was the last week just gone. He only got a 42. And all the weeks before that, he's in the 60s. So, uh, yeah, difficult one because Nass has always been very up and down in previous years. Like, he'll come out and score an 80 one week, and then every other week after that, he's, like, in the 30s and 40s, not doing too much work. But, yeah, I think I'd avoid... Like you said, Horsburgh's in fine form and cheaper. DeBellin looking excellent. Another option. Yeah, plenty there to choose from. You imagine, too, with... um. Harry Grant's going to miss some time over the next couple of months with Origin. That probably hurts his scores a little bit as well. Yeah, fair. Oh, and maybe even if Welch gets picked, he might get a few more minutes maybe. But, yeah, that's a long shot as well because Welch, even though he's been a you know a staple in the Queensland team, there's a lot of uh, competition there. So, yeah, another one that um, you never know might not get picked. Uh, is A uh, question from Luke, is Buller still a buy? Yeah. Game in. He's been unreal. He's still going to make you heaps of money, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've already touched on a lot of the players that people are asking about, so I'm not going to talk too much about, you know, Ford and um, and Billy Smith and stuff like that. We've already talked about them um, at length. Uh, but good I'll question here, Billy Cam. Smith as much as we want. <laughs> You'd love to keep talking about it. <laughs> Question from Bill. Cam Murray to Dave Fafita. Is that a good trade? Oh, that's a tricky one. Um, oh, do you reckon Dave Fafita gets selected for Origin as well? Yeah, I think he's done. He's, he's, he's been unreal. Like, how does he not make that team? But I don't know. You yeah. can see them just doing something lame and like picking Capewell or something yeah. instead of him. But I think they should. Like... He's just so scary. I wouldn't want to tackle him. And I don't know. It's just like X Factor. He's got a lot to prove in the Origin arena still. I think he could be unreal. But uh, as far as that trade goes, yeah, I don't know. It's a bit of a tricky one. The Dolphins are obviously going to miss a bit of time. Like the thing with the Dolphins, it's not the Dolphins, the, the Titans, they actually play on all of the main buys. So David Feed is like not going to really like miss any games because the Titans are going to be playing them anyway. So he does, he has like an actually all right buy coverage. Um, as far as kind of like origin players, probably like one of the better ones because the Titans don't play 13 and 16. So he still play 14, 15, 17, 18, and then 20 as well. You'd think, assuming he backs up. So yeah, mate, I, but, yeah, I think kind of just the third way I chat about Cam Murray and he's probably a hold at this point. David Fafita has been unreal, though, so I don't know. You're back on the hold wagon for, for Murray. We'll see how I'm feeling um, later in the week. <laughs> <laughs> it is difficult, though, because, like, call, I think. yeah, trading Cam Murray to Fafita, you've got to find 130K somewhere because Fafita is that much more expensive than Cam Murray at the moment, which is crazy to think about, but... Yeah, I think David Fafita, he's in the top, let me see, he's the seventh 
highest scoring player so far this season in terms of total points. So if you've had him since the start of the season, which I think you had him for most of the start of the season, um, yeah, you'd definitely be up there for sure. Yeah, I was annoying myself. I, I traded him out of, after, when he had his bye because I needed to get in Hosking. But I haven't been able to get him back in. and He's just exploded the last couple of weeks. He's been unreal. But Yeah, 900K. And, yeah, he's been good. Definitely one you'll need to run home, I think. Yep, absolutely. Uh, question from Josh. Uh, in order of pickup, who to get first out of Philip Sammy? Ruben Garrick and Jojo for Fita. Probably Garrick number one, I'd say. To Sammy or Jojo, I'd probably lean Sammy over Jojo. But, yeah, I don't know. Out of those two and three, I'm not as keen. And I think there's better options. We talked about, like, Scotty Drink. Yeah, in Classic, I don't know if any of these guys are options in Classic. Maybe it's for, for Draft that he's asking, though. Could be for draft, I guess, yeah. I don't mind um, Garrick as match for the classic. I think he could have some, like he's bottomed out a lot in price. I think there's some value there, but yeah, I don't think, there's probably, yeah, better options in all three of them. Yeah, in classic for sure. But in draft, I guess, I, I think actually Jojo Fafita's top of that list in draft, to be honest. Have you seen his scores since he's moved to center? He has oh. a 47, a 40, and a 54 since moving to center for the Titans. Getting a lot more tackles, making 100 meters a game. I think he is a very good option at the moment. And dare I say it in classic, he is breaking as a bit of a pot option as well, being under 1% owned. But, you know, not huge scores, but as long as he stays in center, center he's getting, you know, some decent, decent scores with plenty of base stats. Yeah, well, I stand corrected. Yeah, he's kind of flying under the radar, I guess. I um, haven't really looked into him, but yeah, it's not a bad chat, mate. Yeah, just a, what, 480k, so I guess it's a little bit expensive. And then Garrick, he's about 490, but you know he's always going to get goals. That's just manly at the moment. They're just out of form, eh? Like, normally yeah. Garrick would be an absolute gun. He's been top top point scorer for how many seasons? It's the last two seasons, is that right? Maybe I'm making that up on the spot. Thought he was up there. Something like that, yeah. Uh, anyway, next question. Best best option for Jackson Ford under 570K. Oh, geez. It's a difficult um, one. <laughs> Lukey? Yeah, Lukey's maybe the best. Chance. I'm just trying to look who's, who's under 570K here, mate. So Yeah. While you have a look, I guess I'll just... Uh, Lukey, Lukey is a good option because he's coming back from injury and he's kind of underperformed. Even in the game where he came back during Magic Round, he only played 50-odd minutes and was pretty underwhelming at that. But over the next couple of weeks, as he starts to work into this team, you could see him coming back to, to 80 minutes on an edge there. They've got that young kid, uh, Finafuiaki or something, I think his name is. Yeah, Something like that. Um, that he actually good. played really, really well. So there is a chance that he maybe doesn't get to 80 minutes, but even in 60 minutes, Luke, he's seen pretty good scores around the, the high 40s to 50 marks. So I'd still be confident in picking up Helam Lukey. But yeah, definitely, if you're not too confident to pick him up this week, one to just keep an eye on over the next week or two, because I could see him bouncing back to scoring 50s, to be honest. Um, just going to take a bit of time with that hamstring injury to get over it. For sure, and... Yeah, as I'm looking in this list, especially in that 2RF edge mid, there's not a lot um, besides guys like a like a Lukey. So if I was in that position, I'd be tempted to kind of go a different way if you've got cover in those positions and go for like a, a drink water or if you wanted to feel yeah, really crazy, go like a JoJo feeder or something like that and not for Luma. Some of these other guys who, um, yeah cheaper yeah there's not a ton of great value at the moment in that edge position um oh, one billy guy smith. that i am billy smith of course billy smith right <laughs> the one guy that i am kind of keeping an eye on is ellie katoa at the moment he got another score in the 20s and his price is pretty much plummeting at the moment you know a couple more games where he is underperforming and he might have 
We'll bottomed out in price again. I think we picked him up at around the 400k mark. So if he comes back to 400k, you might be able to make another cheeky 100, 150k off him um, over the Origin rounds um, as well. So one to, you know, these kinds of players that are very form dependent and attacking stats dependent, definitely keep an eye on them because once they come into form, they're, they're guys that can make you an easy buck um, throughout the season. Jeez, that would be funny if we got like, 100 plus K price rises out of Eli Katoa in the one season. Has that happened before? I'm not sure, but that'd be kind of funny. Well, it's like Turbo, pretty much. Every time he gets injured, he drops 100 K, 100, 150 K. <laughs> then he comes back in, comes back into form, and then gets injured again. Comes in cycles. Vicious cycle, yeah. Uh, righto, that's pretty much it for, for questions, Josh. Anything, anything else you had uh, thoughts on? No, mate. I think uh, I think that pretty much does it. We've covered a fair bit today. I think so. Got some uh, got some thoughts out there for you, and hopefully answer some questions. Yeah, too easy. Righto. Thanks, guys. If you have any questions throughout the the weekend, feel free to send them through to our Instagram page. Happy to have a chat as we go through uh, the round that is round eleven. Uh, thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Beauty. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Footy Brains podcast please follow us at Freddy Brains Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And if you'd like to further support us in what we do, you can do so through Patreon. All links are in our socials bio or through the link tree in the episode description. Good luck, and we'll see you next week.